Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. some eardrops I'm gonna debunk my ears I always love doing that <laughs> uh, rock and roll Saturday in the candy household I'll say that for the podcast are you uh, are they Otex I think they are that's the, oh, this, I, just made, this is the start of the podcast right now are you yeah? telling that story yeah, yeah. okay let's carry on then uh, my, yeah, I have very waxy ears my dad has it as well and I haven't done it in a while, but have you ever done that thing? Do you uh, do it together? Do you and your dad do it? <laughs> it's, not fun, it's not a fun experience. No. We're off uh, off schedule on each other's uh, debunging of ears. But uh, have you ever had that thing where you syringe your ear? Yeah, so oh, it's really satisfying, isn't it? Uh, it's, it? It's effectively it's like having uh, a shower head forced into your ear canal. Do you not do that like every morning in the shower? I like to yeah, but it's head not, towards. It's the not the same. You're a, a real pressure put. It's down. dangerous, right? Like, yeah. Well. Um, no, if you get a doctor to do it, it's not. Okay. You should, probably shouldn't be doing it yourself. I'll yeah. do it every morning. <laughs> it's like when the doctor does it, it's like getting like a cartridge pressure washer. Yeah. Like just God. blasted down your ear and you have to yeah. hold like a mug under your ear. To collect it all. How waxy Tomorrow, are your, your boy's ears? Yeah. Uh, quite waxy but uh, <laughs> yeah I've got the little eardrops I'm doing tomorrow I don't they like Kotex like, don't you I like the way they like fizz in your ear well so that so it feels like like you know when miners what, like put a rocker yeah. <laughs> no, it's like, in your ear <laughs> for me it feels like someone's put like a stick of dynamite in like they're mining your ear canal oh, for gold I don't know I get a kick out of it uh, anyway yeah. um, who are we welcome to the IGN UK podcast <laughs> I'm Simon and I've got waxy ears uh, Matt's here. Hello, Matt. Hello. How also are you? Also has waxy ears, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And we've got horrible. we've got Dale Driver who's fondling a goo egg. Oh yeah, I've got a goo egg, which is a Halloween-themed Cadbury's cream egg, and it's going to sit here and it's going to be my reward for finishing this podcast. You, know, you can you can have that if you win the endless search layer. How about that? If I lose, what are you going to do? Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Is it's it basically a cream egg but green? It's inside. a cream egg, but he's got a little Frankenstein face on him. Uh, Frankenstein's uh, monster. Yeah, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. yeah sorry, mate. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> could just sit there. You, you guys talked about it. Well, Matt doing <clears throat> radar wasn't on last week, but you talked about Disco Elysium quite a lot last week. So we won't mm-hmm. dwell on it. But I just want to say I finished it. All right. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I had well a day off Monday, so I had not a lot on. Could have waxed my ears there actually when I thought about it. But uh, I played Disco Elysium instead, which was an altogether different sort of cleansing experience for my mind. Mm. Um, it didn't it made me very confused. Um, but I think it's an absolutely brilliant game. And I'm happy to report that it stays consistently great throughout. And I can't wait for other people to finish it so I can actually talk about some of the things that happened but and see if some of those things actually say, happen right? for other people. Mm. In particular, there's one event I want well two events actually I want to know how differently they can actually turn out and there's one like I didn't mention in my review but there's one like weirdly beautiful thing that happens near the end Ooh. for me anyway and I want to see if other people okay. get that and the interesting mm-hmm. thing is you you've built like an intelligence base of course yeah officer, I, I modelled it on myself Oh, all right. Jesus Look at this. Christ. Whereas mine is dumb but quite empathic, which I guess means that I was saying you to half you, build it on yourself. Well, I was uh, now I've played quite like I'm probably at the halfway mark now, and I've realised that the game is sort of working as a weird kind of personality analysis. Right. Um, it, it's teaching me sort of things about myself that maybe I don't really want to know. I haven't started playing it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to my character when I do play it of who takes no shit. And beats the fuck out of everyone at every single opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely, like if you can have a fight in a game, that's the way I'm gonna. Li- that's where I'm gonna live it. If you heard of games, uh, there's a genre of games called fighting games. You might be what? Yeah, you, you might like those. But, but you yeah. can do it with piffy dialogue. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but also, yeah. should be noted, you reviewed it. I did highest review score on IGN this year. I know it's a bold what? statement by me. Uh, yeah, who knows? So stand I think by it's the you, best Simon. Game of the year. Yeah, stand by you. There we go. Uh, I did that. I finished it on Monday, and I instantly, I think, texted about three people saying, "I love that." No idea how I'd review it, and then two hours later, I was reviewing it. <laughs> so, yeah, I did it, uh, and it's up. So enjoy that if you want, and enjoy the game more importantly, because mm. 
I imagine that's much more interesting than my actual <laughs> review. Um, a game I'm currently reviewing <coughs> is Ooh. Overwatch for Nintendo Switch. Big reviews, Ooh. boys, aren't you I, at the moment? I know. I've done well. That'll be four in four weeks for me, which Jeez. is a bit mad considering I'm not even meant to be a writer. <laughs> um, so I'm playing that. Just going to give brief impressions. I was going to say, you're allowed to talk about it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. it came out on Tuesday. Uh, and it's it's a tough one because it really is the worst way to play one of the best games ever made. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, I haven't fully delved into it. Because at first, I was really not enjoying it. I was like, this doesn't feel right. This feels off. Mm. I'm slowly warming to it the more I get used to it. I think it's just a fundamental issue with the Nintendo Switch controllers, especially the analog sticks. You can't... Like, I mainly... Like McCree's probably my main character mm -hmm. in Overwatch. You can't, I can't play him properly on Switch. I yeah. don't have that Twitch movement. It's good if you want to play Moira or Reinhardt. Get close and I have to aim. It's just not the sort of controller for any game where you need precise no. movement. Well, right? that's why I have to do over the weekend on Mondays, play it with the Pro Controller and test out everything. But the motion controls don't seem brilliant. Can you but turn all them off? You can turn. Yeah, that's what I've done. Okay, good. That's exactly the the moment I bought like Splatoon. The first thing I did was turn motion control off. You know it's I went to the preview event for mm -hmm. Switch and they were playing Splatoon and I came there and I said, can I turn the motion control off? I said, no, we're not doing that today. Oh. And I struggled for about 15 minutes for these games with the motion control. That'd be on. like if I went to a preview event and they were like, no, you can't you can't invert your look. I'd yeah. be fucked. Oh, it was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. Well, yeah, I had that with a game recently I couldn't invert. And it, oh, it was that, um, what was that? Synced off-world planet. Oh, game. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gamescom couldn't invert. They hadn't built that into that oh, build right. yet. There so we go. I and you had to play a massive keyboard. So oh, between us, yeah. we, we could not play that game very well. But, um, so I suppose what you're having with Overwatch is a bit like when I swapped um, on both Overwatch and Siege from PC over to controller for when we've been playing it on PlayStation. Mm. Like that was a fiddly thing for me because all my muscle memory is PC. Yeah. But now I've built it up. But like I can't imagine going from what I've built up now on PlayStation mm. to those horrible little I say they're horrible they're not actually horrible but they're just they're not good. they're good for a certain type enough, of games they? yeah they're just I just fundamentally think like I appreciate games like Doom and stuff coming mm -hmm. out on the Switch because I think it's impressive but it's by no means the best way to play those yeah. games it's nice to have the option for somebody who's maybe only mm. got a Switch and they want to play stuff like that but yeah if you've got any other console or any other device mm -hmm. a PC PlayStation Xbox One play it on them exactly uh, but yeah I, it's by no means a bad game and I will gather my thoughts together and score it those next week. accordingly yeah. because mm. it is still a fundamentally brilliant game there you go mm. do you think <laughs> the avengers game map will be a fundamentally brilliant game <laughs> here we go this is a that's a big question isn't know, it right? yeah um so you can you, say no you can I, say yes. I at the moment i think it's going to be good so i got today so today i've been to egx basically this morning and if you want to head there yourself if you're a londoner or someone that can get here easily uh, at the virgin media section they've got they've done a collaboration with square enix and you can go and play avengers there if you i think they're only doing the core sort of five characters there which is the bit that kind of like i think we've all played that section so what we've played at, games the tutorial yeah, section yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. the one they showed at e3 which yeah is, which is cool it's a nice quick way of experiencing like those five mm -hmm. characters but, mm -hmm. fun, but i think the issue with that is it does not represent the rest of the game no, no. Mm -hmm. now what i so i've been able to play a little bit extra than what i think is just on the show floor because i've been able to play kamala khan today Ms. Um, Marvel. Yeah, Ms. Marvel. So obviously revealed at New York Comic Con a few weeks ago. And um, this, I feel like, um, again, is not something that I don't think they're ready to sort of show off, like the co-op side of it. But what they've done is the Avengers basically in this game have the equivalent of the, um, the X-Men's Danger Room, right, which is okay. quite obviously like a training sort of room. And what they did is they did a 15-wave kind of enemy sort of endurance test, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And even though it meant that I couldn't get to see any of the environments and understand how, like, Kamala Khan works in the game, yeah. so I inverted commas, it allowed me to really get to grips with her combat because that's purely what that section is about. Mm. And also learn what, like, the enemy variety is going to be. Okay. So basically, um, over 15 waves, it's all against AIM because the, you know, the AIM agency, which I guess is kind of like the technological hydra. Yeah. yeah. Um, are going to be your enemies in, in this game, especially on the grunt sort of level. And so it starts with, have you ever seen like how in the comics they wear like those beekeeper style suits? They're like bright orange yeah. jumpsuits right, with stupid... Okay. So there's lots of those. Okay. Um, but then it works up because obviously they know that they're... Because they're effectively trying to make superheroes outlawed, you know, they're in the mm. same way as the Civil War. But they know to do that, they need to build giant 
basically suits to help them fight so they've got like robots or these big like almost like the mech loader from um alien they've got those this is their way around because it's going to be a game like in a game like destiny you're obviously shooting hordes and hordes yeah. of enemies it's their way of not making it look like you're just killing hundreds <laughs> of humans yeah exactly <laughs> that and also the fact is like presumably every mission can't end with another big villain from the marvel back catalog like mm. they have to have normal people for you to beat the shit out of, yeah, of course, yeah. and beat the shit out of them is exactly what oh, kamala right. khan does yeah. i've seen one person describe her combat as a little like god of war's blades yes her arms go at, can stretch out and yeah act a bit so like she is a melee character like she doesn't have ranged but the thing is, is the range on your limbs sort of makes you like a almost. If you think of a shooter, like if you use a shotgun, that sort of range, you okay, can just yeah, do yeah. a melee attack on because, like, the fist will leap out and and right. just. But that is like kind of like Kratos Blades in, yeah. in the remake of God of War, mm -hmm. not the original one. Yeah, so I mean, extend the ridiculously yeah. very much so. But like the thing that <clears throat> astonished me is just the sheer amount of animations they've put into that. Like it never really felt like I was constantly doing the same thing. Okay, it's really contextual and. The really important thing about it, I think, is it doesn't feel like Batman's combat because that's the thing they could have done is they could have just copied. Mm. Well, that's what Captain America felt like to me. Yeah, this doesn't feel... Yeah. And it do she doesn't feel like Cap either. And um, it's just like the chaining of things together and it feels a lot more... While there are elements where you can beat people down to a certain point and then press a contextual button which will do a finisher move on them, mm. whereas Batman feels like you're just constantly doing that loop, yeah. Avengers doesn't feel like that at all. It's a lot more... Yeah. You, say, you can tell that God of War's combat designer is... I don't know whether he's just doing Thor or whether he is the overall combat designer for this game, but you can tell there's that God of oh, War-y okay. element yeah. to it. They've recently confirmed there's, like, team super moves, I think, as well. So they or have they not? They, so I asked them about this. I was like, when I think of the Avengers, I'm not thinking about the individual superhero yeah. fantasy. I'm thinking of the team fantasy. Yeah. And I was like... My favourite things I see in the comics are like when Iron Man shoots his repulsor lasers into Captain America's shield and he yeah. uses that to sure, bounce yeah. it into if you another had enemy. Marvel just like slingshotting the shield or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. And then like she gave me like because I was speaking to um, their like executive producer and she gave me like a wry smile and she was like, "I'm pleased you've asked that, but we'll tell you later." Yeah, can't talk about that right mm. now. Well, that seems to suggest yeah, that yeah, are, to mm -hmm. an extent and. But so that almost certainly will be there. Did you um, get to play with her loadout in any? Like you can swap the finishing moves and stuff. Like yeah. That, right? So um, she got about twenty five percent of her powers unlocked. Um, and what I didn't do is so they were explaining how um, with Iron Man you will be able to like use the repulsors and then basically I think it's like tap left or right on the D pad and that'll swap his kit from repulsors to like lasers or rockets. So you mm -hmm. can be constantly switching in battle. I didn't quite have that amount of freedom because there wasn't that much unlocked. But I, what I was doing is kind of like on L1 and R1, she's got kind of superpowers. So one is like Sonic Slap, I think it is, where she pushes her like hand out and it goes like 70 times bigger <laughs> and you just like face plant people into walls I'm and into stuff. That. Sounds good. And that's cool. And the other thing is, is it's not like locked. So there's almost an element of first person shooter aiming to it. Like you do have to aim it. It doesn't just oh, right. hit okay. people. Um, and then the other one was a heel. But also her like ultimate when you hold both of them together um, does so Kamala Khan's sort of ability aside from the stretchiness is she can change sort of size so it's embiggening mm. so when you're just doing normal moves it's like her fists will just become so much bigger or you do a like a sweeping kick and her yeah. leg will become four times the size but when you do your ultimate you become huge kind of a bit like giant man yeah, yeah. and just going around and stomping on people how does that work for their environments as well i guess most of their environments are built for iron man flying around a lot of them as well are bigger, so, yeah, so the like the avengers equivalent of the danger room obviously is just kind of like it's flat colored walls but there were different tiers to it okay. and like when you run at those walls you can her arm will stretch out almost like spider-man's like web to a degree so she can pull herself up oh, right, okay. so there are it's very very contextual and like there's one button which like if you hold down the right trigger it makes her go very stretchy so she'll automatically like stretch herself out of the way of projectiles coming in and stuff oh, like that she sounds fun yeah yeah really and also like the sound effects when you hit people like super crunchy like i felt like i was walloping people after playing with her and playing with the other ones where does she rank do you think would she like, be someone you consider playing on? pretty high yeah like she obviously is the protagonist of the campaign and obviously mm. that doesn't mean that you're playing as her all the time 
but she is like the core, like emotional core to the story. She's like a proxy for the audience as well, right? Very much so. As like um, Scott Amos was telling me, who's the head of Crystal Dynamics, he was like, she's a, a fangirl, like in the universe of Marvel, she adores these superheroes, which is why after the events of like A-Day, where basically they've been, they're all depressed basically. Imagine it's the end of Infinity War and nobody basically wants to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. She's the one who's trying to get them to come back together. And it's like the world needs the Avengers. Yeah. But I got to see a little bit of a cutscene, which I think actually is out there. You can go on YouTube and watch it. Like the acting in this is like genuinely really good. Mm. Like they've got sort of like a conversation between Iron Man and Bruce Banner, and like okay. one of them is Troy Baker, and I can't remember who. Nolan North is. Is it Nolan North? Nolan North Iron Man. Yeah, so Nolan North, North Iron Man. Man is Troy Baker doing He's Hulk? Um, Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Them two exactly what you expect. They do a from. few things together. <laughs> So they well, have yeah. some sort of chemistry. So it's exactly what you expect. Like genuinely it felt like I know that like it's not an MCU thing, but it feels like the storyline might have the heft of those stories. So yeah. like I'm st- the more and more I see about it, the more I'm convinced that actually I think they're marketing it the wrong way and they fucked up with the messaging, but I think when we get there, it might genuinely be something good. Mm. Mm. Okay. Who knows? Who does know? Hmm. Zombieland. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Zombieland too, Matt. Yes. Um, what do you what, think? Uh, firstly, yeah. What do you think of the first Zombieland? I think it's all right. Same it's with good. me. Yeah. I like. I enjoyed it. It was time. good at the time. Yeah. I, I never really think about going though. back to watch no, it. No, it's, it's a film I saw, and I thought that's fun. Yeah. And that's it. What do you think of Zombieland Double Tap? Right. Firstly, going to add a disclaimer to start. This is not a review. It's me just talking about it because okay. I can't actually officially review this film oh, because okay. I've seen a work print copy of it. Uh, so okay. sometimes you get to see sort of yes. like films that aren't quite. So there might be differences mm-hmm. to what yeah. is the theatrical mm-hmm. results. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, this is not a, our scored review. If you want that, you can go to <laughs> IGN.com. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you liked Zombieland 1, you're probably going to like Zombieland 2. That's what I've heard. It's pretty much... It's almost the, the same, same film, film. <laughs> yeah. including like a big Bill Murray-esque cameo at some point, I imagine. Or something. Um, there is some sort of cameo, yes, okay. you might get All that. Right. Um, there's jokes about rules, there's jokes right. about different types of zombies. Um, so, and in the trailer, they obviously tease that there's another group, like Shaun of the Dead-esque, where there's another group that... Doppelganger that style. basically is that same joke. <laughs> it is, it's, isn't it? It's, it's insane. <laughs> Just 15 years later, yeah. that's all. Yeah, it is very much like, it's the story of like, it's definitely set, like they've real time set it, it's like 10 years later from the first film. Um, most of that cast don't seem to have aged at all. Yeah, Jesse doing, Eisenberg, it's crazy yeah. how, how young he's doing. You're still. doing well to survive a zombie apocalypse at 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, that helps that they've literally just hold themselves up in the White House. That's how it sort of opens. It's yeah, just that's like where they, they're living. Like from the trailer, they look like they're just getting on just fine. It's not yeah. like The Walking Dead where they're all literally like <laughs> dying every five seconds. They seem pretty well equipped, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And basically the sort of plot effectively is that kind of like um so little rock has kind of grown up she's no longer this 12 year old girl she wants friends of her own age mm-hmm. and starts to sort of like clearly push back against especially sort of woody Har- harrelson's tallahassee like he's sort of taken her on as his daughter even though she doesn't want a dad yeah exactly. um so it's her kind of pushing back and them sort of like needing to deal with that uh, along the way you get this girl called madison that sort of turns up who is very She's the valley girl. Fuck knows how she survived. I was survived. gonna say, how has she survived? Especially, she still looks like she's still full equipment. I imagine, that's the, whole, I imagine that's the whole joke, though. She somehow yeah. stumbled through every she, situation. She's, yeah, she is the stupid one that yeah. is all sort of like you know, basically still wants to. Well, it wouldn't be Instagram her way through life because Instagram didn't exist. And <laughs> did it exist in two thousand nine? If it did, it wasn't big. Um, but yeah, she still doesn't think of the world like you know our heroes do because yeah, yeah. they know that they have to follow the rules to get through it mm-hmm. she's just bumbling about and christ knows how she survives away, yeah. that's i think some people will take to that joke very well i thought it was fun but it is the one note joke that runs through oh, that right, film okay. oh it sounds sounds like a good plain film yes. to me. yeah exactly yeah. what i was thinking if you enjoyed yeah. the first you'll probably mm-hmm. enjoy it yeah that's that's, that's fine. It it's fine when it's okay for films to be fine yeah exactly yeah not everything has to be amazing no, not everything. Yeah. I can't. I'm struggling today. <laughs> What's up, yeah? Are you I'm uh, very tired? Are you tired? That is shocking. That Simon <laughs> Cardi on the podcast declaring that he's I tired. Know, it's mad, isn't it? <laughs> oh god. 
Is the mad celebrity cameo in this one? I'm going to guess. Is it Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. <laughs> because That's a big ask. Oh, because if he was in it, he might say... I've got the need for speed. Oh, for God's sake. Unbelievable. I could see, like, the gears going in your mind when you started that sentence. <laughs> oh, the gears aren't moving very quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. That's because, Dale, you've seen the new Need for Speed. I've played the new Need for Speed for you about have. six hours or six something. Six hours? Yeah, yeah, non-stop. That's a lot of races. <laughs> it was a lot of races. I mean, we both played it for about almost an hour at Gamescom. Yeah, and that was and also... I was there thoroughly underwhelmed. That was... Uh, so at Gamescom, we just saw one day race and one night race, and then I did those... That yeah. Then I raced several times as well, but, but this time... you've been looking deeper at this Dying Light S system. Yes, so the Dying Light S system, that is a... Uh, weird words, I know, but the, how it works is basically... So the game is set in this city called Palm City, which is like a Miami-inspired place. No, it has... Yes. Uh, there is actually, I Googled this as well. There is actually a Palm City in Florida as well. So I thought it was a but weird name. One. No, weird name choice if you're going to base it off Miami. <laughs> there's also actually, there's, uh, I want to say, is it Georgia that's neighboring with Florida? It's close. Yeah. yeah. So they said, because uh, Florida's quite flat, they took inspiration for pulled in bits of Georgia for the hilly parts of okay. Palm City as well. So it's very much like this unique take on what a city is. Uh, so basically, when you, when you start Need for Speed, you're in your garage and you leave your garage. And every time you leave your garage, it says, do you want to leave in day or do you want to leave at night? Oh, so it's not a it's proper not a loop. No, right. it's not a clock running through. You're just in day or you're in night. <laughs> there is dynamic weather and like changes. Like sometimes you come out in day and it's really cloudy and muggy and stuff like that. But essentially there's day rules and then there's night rules. So day rules are street racing, if I'm being honest, quite boring. Parts of <laughs> it, very, it very much feels like what payback was. Mm -hmm. And payback. So it's just racing. That, is there no police during the day at all? So there is police, but they won't do anything with you unless you absolutely twat them. Like, <laughs> and I try to put that to the test. <laughs> so, so I drove past police several times and they were doing nothing, even though I'm in the middle of these races on the street. Yeah. But apparently uh, in the law, it's sanctioned races. So, that's so is, it like, is it like British police in the day, American police at night? Uh, it feels like it, yeah. Uh, so yes, in the day you're doing all this and you're earning money from all these sanction races time trials drifting challenges that sort of thing which this money can be spent on new cars and you can mod your cars quite heavily kind of like need for speed underground and you can also uh, mod your character as well you can buy new outfits from you can buy mental stuff from as well like like what daft is... punk style masks and things like <laughs> are that are you ever really seeing that are you in a car in cutscenes in, oh, in okay. the story mode in cutscenes like at one point I had the Jason Voorhees mask on and I had a haircut like Skrillex and I had a Hawaiian shirt on and then there's this super serious cutscene where it kicks in and it just it looked mad I'm <laughs> still not sure if I'm into Need for Speed like having characters and proper story so what I would say is I played Payback for uh, probably about half of it mm -hmm. and I hated the story in that because it was all about influencers is Payback the one where no that's not the one where it was done with actual actors no. was it no um that is are you thinking the run no i think that was they did a God, they did a game that was so just many. called need for speed didn't they like yeah. four oh, years ago right. it was aaron no, aaron paul was in the film version wasn't oh, yeah, it? yeah. Oh, um, it had got so a girl from game of thrones in it hadn't right. it the... no this one like as far as i can tell they're nobodies mm -hmm. but yeah payback was all about influencers and you're always trying to earn likes and social media stuff and it it was awful. It was just, it was really bad, right? But this one is more, a bit safer, a bit more traditional. It's about these police that are corrupt and they're trying to bring some street races down and that's sort of How vibe. many times has this story been oh, told? It, I, I mean, I've only seen a little bit of it, but it was very like trope and yeah. I was like, uh, whatever, I was just sort of skipping past it. Mm -hmm. But the key thing with the game that I really enjoyed is night mode. So when you switch to night, it all becomes illegal street racing. And the idea is that you have to earn rep or reputation, mm -hmm. I guess. And that's like your experience level. So the more rep you earn, the higher experience you come. And then the more races are unlocked, the more story progresses. So you're very much encouraged to play at night. The problem is once you've finished a race, immediately, almost immediately every time, the police are on your tail. Right. And then it becomes more like Most Wanted or Hop Suit, okay. where you're constantly being chased by the police. And the kicker, and why it's like Dying Light, is you have to always, that reputation, you never truly earn it until you go back to your home or garage for the night. So you have to bank it. Yeah. It's like the weakest link. <laughs> A little bit is like the weakest link, yeah. And you have, but you have to do this by, you have to shake the police off in a very much Grand Theft Auto way of, you have to get rid yeah. of your wanted mm -hmm. level or they call it your heat in right. this game. Now that part of it I found to be like really engaging because it was this, every time it, this opportunity of a race, it's like, 
do I just go back home and bank what I've got? Or do I earn more heat, which is a multiplier, yeah. and it gives you more reputation, do a few more aces, and yeah, there'll be more cops on me, but I can get even more mm -hmm. experience points so, like sunk in. And if you get busted, you don't lose all of them, but you lose quite a percentage of them. Which... That's when I enjoyed Need for Speed. Like, the like, is it 2005 Most Wanted? That's my favourite one. Just yeah. It's, it's more about that than the racing. Yeah. And that's why I always, like, I always, I found so many ways of cheese in that game. But I used <laughs> to love it, and I loved the pink sip system they had, where yeah. you just took cars from It was just simple. I just find, I just find it with a lot of games in general these days, especially racing ones, they just pile so much onto it that it just gets overwhelming like that was so simple it's like do some time trials do some races escape the police and that's all you have to kind of yeah. do in the game and it's simple I mean like, I, I, even this sounds a little it's just because I'm not a car person I don't even drive I'm like <laughs> I don't care about car customization really yeah. or apart from maybe spraying it a different car there are some cool things you can do like you can add a lot of you can add stickers and you can completely mess with like your tuning mm. and your exhaust sounds and you can put neon lights underneath of course because it's Miami and is this night. all offline because haven't the last few new speeds become kind of like continuous online so from what I can tell so I'm not sure if it's continuous but it definitely is in an online instance in the world so you can play with other people and a cool thing actually I didn't mention this in my preview but it was something really cool you see other people in that instance like having races like while you're having races it's not like right. they're just loaded into their version of the race so many times I'd be driving around the city trying to find some something collectible or something and I'd see someone go past and I could see on the map they were having a race right and as antagonistic as I am, yes, I did follow them and try to destroy their race by oh, interrupting them. So you can interrupt Yeah, it. and I, I went up and clipped one guy, took him out, wiped him out of the corner, and that sent him back to the back of the pile in his race. That's so horrible. <laughs> I couldn't resist. <laughs> I had to do it. But I think that is really fun as well because it feels like more of a, a real world, mm -hmm. like everyone's race are going at the same time, which is good because there is not much in the way of traffic in that city. Like... <laughs> almost like surprisingly a lack of that and I guess the idea is that they don't want to interrupt your races too much exactly. right it'd be boring if there was traffic jams but but in Burnout Paradise like a game which came out 10 years ago was it 10 years yeah probably about 10 oh, years ago there was a lot of traffic to avoid in that game but they make it fun and I suppose the core mechanic of crashing in that game makes that fun whereas this yeah. game there's there's no crashing like you do damage to your car and yeah your car can get wiped out and busted but it's never like destroyed or crashed and that's the one thing that I really want from a racing game like mm. I, I know keep harping on about it. I just want a, just another remaster. burnout game yeah, like a newly made burnout game takedown or revenge just just remaster yeah I just I don't think we're going to get that but this does feel like a for me a massive step up from I mean I thought payback was awful mm. even though in, I went to the preview event for that and I thought I had a lot of promise but I thought if, like they did that what were they called like the card system where yeah. every time you compete in a race you just got mystery cards and that would be a part Basically for a card. a loot box system. Oh, oh okay. That was, sounds garbage. It was awful, mm. yeah. And so they've got rid of that now and now it's just you've got money, you invest money, you buy new parts, mm. you upgrade it, which is more mm -hmm. a traditional yeah. system. So yeah, I, um, I, to be honest, I came out of it not sure. I think it's like playing a racing game for six hours straight is mad, right? And I it's came out thinking I will probably not touch that again. But now after I've been thinking about it and writing about it a little bit, yeah. I think I might go back to it. I really enjoyed what you wrote about it, and it's the first time I've been interested in Need for Speed since pretty much Most Wanted. Like I loved, as you say, yeah. Cardi. Like mm. that, that one was great. Um, I just, I like that idea of risk rewards. It's yes. something that I really enjoy in games. Is that kind of like you can push yourself, but you might. It, it's yeah. all or nothing to a degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the problem, and I said this in the preview, is I think I wanted them to go harder with mm -hmm. that idea, that concept. Like it never feels like. Yes, you lose stuff, but you don't. You don't really lose that much. I felt yeah. like I lost like twenty percent of it. In my mind, it'd be almost more interesting if it was on a day night cycle. It's like you've only got twenty minutes of night mm. left to bank this stuff. And yeah, stuff like that'd that would be cool. Would be... Yeah, and if you don't finish the race in time, yeah, yeah. you lose it. That would yeah. that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you sound hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, mm, do you sound hopeful? <laughs> of this year's WWE game. That is a game you will be playing, I guarantee you that. Oh yeah, well mainly to see the uh, mental story mode, to I've be honest. I've seen this mad thing, it's like, just looks, is this just for Halloween or is this a thing? So no, you're thinking of the 2K Originals oh, thing, okay. which actually, what is that? In, a, in a little bit of a scummy move, is pre-order bonus DLC. Unbelievable. Because that is, for me, is the best stuff in the game. <laughs> like last year they started with this trajectory, they put, I don't know if you saw, but they put Triple H as a zombie, yeah, in there and that. then they they put some other like spooky stuff and weirder stuff like they put the big head mode in they had this 8-bit filter and all that mm -hmm. sort of stuff and for somebody who's been playing these games for 
fucking what 20 years or something like yeah. over the, through the different companies i like that so, so i like the weird well, things the thing, like in a non not having a go wrestling like it is a silly thing yeah of like, course put yeah. silly things in it absolutely <laughs> i know there's a lot of fans who are anti that but yeah. for me that was and the funnest part and when i went to the preview event for that and i also got quite a lot of time with that game i spent eight percent of my time just going through and doing all these so they're like challenge towers but they'll be themed like uh, one of them is themed in a graveyard and you're playing this spooky character in yeah. who's in WWE called the fiend and you're but you're fighting every other spooky character in the graveyards and yeah. it's just like they're all wacky little battles there's a, there's a giant book in the graveyard you can pick up and it like shines a ray of light on people it's, like, <laughs> it's ridiculous it's all nonsense but there's even there's a cool one with a, a wrestler called Seamus who's been dressed up like uh, Sean from Sean of the Dead, and he's got to, he's got to defeat all his zombie friends mm -hmm. who have now turned into zombies. Yeah. And there's even like on the commentators at one point say, "Oh, you've got red on you," and stuff like that. There's yeah. loads of little references. Do you have a cricket bat? He does in in the picture. He has a cricket bat. I'm sure he can get a, as a weapon the cricket bat. As well. That's the sort of stuff that would get me, who's not a wrestling fan, into. I'd play like a little half an yeah. hour Sean the Dead mode in a wrestling. I game. mean, part of me thinks that's why they're doing this right now because. The mechanics are so refined now and they've like got such a strong idea of what it is yeah. that you need some new hook to get new players, I'd imagine. Yeah. Although saying that they have made like a massive change this year with the gameplay and that's just the button configuration. So reversal always used to be on the right trigger. It's been on the right trigger for at least five years. And now they just moved it to triangle or Y button. And when you've been playing those games for so long, yeah. So it's fucking hard to get your head around to change it first. Does it feel like a good change though? I'm, I'm not sure. It, they, they, they've advertised that it's to help new players. They're making it easier for new players because the idea was a trigger is like a longer press than triangle is. Mm. I don't know I don't if know. you agree with that, but that's yeah. what that, I think that's what their argument was for it. Yeah. Uh, so, but I'm not sure, but it, it didn't take too long to pick up. So but It feels like WRBE and all the best stuff is pre-order bonus. Uh, yes, so far, Mark, they <laughs> have got uh, they've got a promised uh, twenty hour long story mode, and the story mode from last year was actually like it's it's janky and ramshackle and rough around the edges, but it's but it also has some cool ideas. Like they lean into wacky stuff, like you go into weird like multiverses and stuff. Uh, what? All, yeah, yeah. This, so I was always <laughs> under the impression that a WWE story campaign was like a bit like the journey from like the same every like it, so you're it used an up to and be, comer. You're right. Yeah. It used to be you you're an you're someone new. You go for the indie ranks, mm -hmm. then you get to work up to getting your big shot at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. That's what it used to be every year. But last year they lent into this weirdness where there's this guy who starts his own federation and he becomes like a viral sensation. <laughs> and then there's but then you meet characters in WWE like. You might not have heard of someone, but you know you've heard of The Undertaker. Yeah. Right? You'll meet people like him and they'll lean into the wackiness of that character. Right. Like there'll be spooky magic and things like that going on. And there's a character called Matt Hardy who's very much into this sort of uh, multiverses and weird universe stuff. And he's in, he's in the trailer for this year and it seems like they've gone even wackier with Why it. Why haven't they got Rey Mysterio to do that? It makes too much sense. He's just a Lucha, Lucha Libre wrestler. It's just, it's just a name, mate. It's just a name. <laughs> uh, but I'm into checking that out. So uh, I think they've had problems this year because this is the first year where Ukes, who have been developing that game for God knows how long, are not involved and it's visual concepts making it now. And it seems like they've struggled a little bit with some of the technical stuff. Like they've taken a couple of things out because they've announced right. like publicly they've taken mm -hmm. out Create a Championship because they basically said it would be buggy and it wouldn't work. Right. So they said they're going to patch Fair it in enough. at a later date. So um, what I'm saying is I'm very excited to see what they do yeah. next year. I think this year's kind of going to be a, maybe a little bit of a step back for them because of that. That'll it's be out almost very like, soon, right? Uh, it's out October 22nd, yeah. So That's next week. Well, yeah. Year, yeah. Mm. So I suppose this is kind of almost like, for lack of a better term, them beta testing their ideas to maybe refine them next year. Partly, but it also feels like them beta testing their engine stuff because it feels like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they've had to rebuild a lot of stuff because right. Ukes were the guys that had those stuff. Mm -hmm. So it definitely feels like they're trying to get back to where they were this year. And then next year might be, okay, now we can really put our stamp sure. on it. But I know, uh, what are they called? Visual Concepts mm -hmm. have, uh, they were the ones who very much lent into the wacky stuff, what I was talking about, the 2K original stuff. So I'm hopeful next year we'll get loads more of that. But also next year is probably going to be new console yeah, time as well. So, older one, so, who, so who knows what happens there? But um, yeah, that's it. Who knows? Well, something that's in constant beta testing, the endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. 
Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matt. Hello. It's your turn to quiz us. Yes. And see if Dale gets to eat his goo egg. I do <laughs> want to eat that goo egg. It's been staring at me the entire time. <laughs> you've had it in the fridge for so long now, you've taken it out for four years. Well, you've kind of ruined the point of putting it in the fridge. Because I didn't expect to do this. I was oh. going to eat it when I walked in. <laughs> Change your mind. <laughs> Chocolate should always go in the fridge, by the way. I just want to... Uh, absolutely uh, should. Absolute lunatics. IGN underscore uh, UK feedback. Chocolate in the fridge. Chocolate goes in the fridge. It's all about if it, if it comes at room temperature, you get a good melting on your tongue. Oh, but biting into crunchy uh, chocolate. Cold. The, it's chocolate. the best. It is yeah. the best, yeah. I'll let you off. <laughs> <laughs> so, this week's Endless Search comes with a little bit of feedback as well. Oh, hello. So, from Paul Stewart. Hi, guys. Love listening to all the different games you guys play. And my favourite is PG Tips, um, the IMDb review ones. And my missus isn't too much into games, but has this has given us some great nights in. Also, it's made me aware of all the crazy people that watch and feel the need to write 20 paragraphs of a review going over absolute nonsense in the film. It's given yeah. him so much joy. Just want to thank the person that came up with this, and thank you for bringing this to his attention. So, um, Who uh, actually came up with PG Tips? I can't say his name. So, <laughs> okay. I, so I think it might have been me and you on a podcast a few weeks back, and I was mm. like, oh... I love doing PG tips and if the person who um, invented it could let themselves be known. Yeah. And so he sent a message to my Instagram account um, basically saying, it's yours now. Don't don't ever mention me, but the concept is what? yours. So How mysterious. It's, it's <laughs> ours. Like Tony Stark to Spider-Man with glasses. <laughs> so we are now the, oh, right, the custodians. custodians. Yeah. Is that a legally binding thing? <laughs> I'm not sure. So we're going to get five clues. Well, so four guidance. clues. Four clues. Sorry, okay. didn't have a lot of time. It's yours now. It's fine. Mm -hmm. wow. uh, so we've got one, two, three, four, five films with four clues each. Yep. Um, and there is a link, Ooh. as there tends to be. Let's do it. Right. And sorry, we get like four points. So four one. points if you can get it off the first one, going down to one point Sweet. if you get it, because our last one is fairly obvious. Go. I'm familiar with the scoring system. That's it's good. Some people who might listen for the first time, Dale, might not <laughs> <Yeah>. be. <laughs> okay, mm -hmm. fair enough. So <laughs> if you are listening for the first time, these uh, clues are pulled from <laughs> IMDb's user-submitted parental guidance, which means that it's half the time fucking nonsense because yeah. yeah. people focus on the stupidest things I might things. stop writing something and see if they pop up in this Ooh, are you going to be one of the mentors that writes I these really things <laughs> <laughs> so film one clue one okay uh, when a man and a woman fight in the bathroom is brutal it looks brutal because the man probably whipped her hard and got blood on her or hit her brutally in the bathroom is very frightening for younger viewers kill bill no Oh, God. Man and a woman fight. Um, the Pe World's End? No. This is one of the most mental ones. Of, like, that, fuck knows what's going on with that grammar. <laughs> yeah. um, nothing's coming quite to no. mind. No. Right. C clue two. Gangsters barge in on a man having sex with prostitute. No nudity shown. Hmm. Uh, true romance. No. Oh. I, for some reason, I was going to say Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I haven't watched that for years. Oh, it's so it's good, good, isn't it? It's a brilliant film. Uh, Gangsters, uh, Goodfellas. Yeah, we could just list gangster films. I know, right? right? Yeah. Uh, on Casino. Next one? Uh, Godfather. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think whether. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I know the first one. It's not very nice. So um, <laughs> we always go through the other clues. So your other ones, if you for two points, would have been two uses of the word vafancolo. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, which is Italian for fuck you. <laughs> and then the last one would have been man wakes up in his bed to find blood on his bed sheets. He begins mm. to panic, removes his quilt and sees a severed head of a horse in his bed. Blood Classic. completely soaks the bed and pajamas he's wearing. I tell you what, that's a good film. Oh, yeah. it is. Oh. Right, film two. The apartment scene is intense. Oh, what? <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> shoot him up. Oh. Why do we, we always end up talking about shoot him up? 
so weirdly it's a shit film but it's an entertaining one do you think in like a year or two time we're going to be doing like a live screening of shoot em up <laughs> in a cinema <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul Giamatti is mad <laughs> I love it everyone will be bringing carrots with them and throwing them at the screen <laughs> right next clue the film very much has the tone of a black comedy and, may, and many may therefore not be all that disturbed by its violence. What? So the clue so far is it's a black comedy oh, yeah. and it's in an apartment. And that, oh, <laughs> no, there's a scene in an apartment. Okay. Yeah. In Bruges. I mean, that's a black comedy oh, yeah. with violence yeah, yeah, yeah. and an apartment. God, no, I'm blanking. Uh, nah, move on. Okay. A main character is seen partially on separate occasions. Whatever they mean by that. <laughs> he, hold on, there's more to it. <laughs> he starts kissing his girlfriend passionately. He moves down off camera. Then the scene cuts, implying oral sex. No nudity. No nudity, but some character. So, but some thrusting can be seen. Only he, uh, only character's head is shown. The room. No. Oh. It's a lot of butt nudity in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. The Big Lebowski. No. Mm-hmm. Probably right sort of era, though. Oh, that's a clue. That's a bigger mm-hmm. clue than the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's a clue. Um, uh, I don't know why, but I'm going to say LA Confidential. No. <laughs> I don't, that's not a black comedy. <laughs> nah, I don't know. No, okay. A man is shot in the face accidentally and very Pulp suddenly. Fiction. His uh, actual face is not seen, but you can see the blood spray against the window. Oh, the, the shooters scene. are covered <laughs> in blood. They are then forced to clean up the car. The whole car is basically drenched in blood. Open brackets. The scene is an example of the black comedy elements of the film. Close brackets. Okay, <laughs> shot, shot Marvin in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to shoot him. <laughs> right, film three. A Russian woman wearing a bikini invites a butler to spread suntan lotion on her, to the which he reluctantly Lebowski. agrees. <laughs> <laughs> there is something like Goldfinger. that. Goldfinger. No. Oh, I know the scene that you're thinking of, though. <laughs> so a Russian woman invites a butler to spread cream on him. On her. <laughs> butler. Butler. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Dark Knight. <laughs> Uh, Cardi gets four um, points. Yeah, it, it's on the boat, isn't it? Yeah. Oh God, I With thought you were taking ballet. the piss when you said it. <laughs> oh, it's a wash, isn't it? <laughs> Your other clues would have been: a woman dies in a flaming explosion. The camera cuts to the outside to, of the building, growing up. Uh, the image of the antagonist wearing a nurse's uniform may disturb some people. Who's that? <laughs> and uh, there is a scene where the antagonist slams a mobster's head down on a pencil tip. The camera angle and the cut mean we don't see anything, but it's made clear what happens. There is a pencil impaled in the man's head. <laughs> it's a good, good film, man. That. <laughs> yeah, we got it. Uh, what's the scores? Uh, well, you've You're scur- me, mate. Four, yeah. eight, you've got. Yeah. Right. Not getting that egg, are you? Nah. Penultimate. <laughs> Get off my egg. <laughs> you could if you you could equalize if you could get them off the first row. Yeah, I it. Right, here we go. <laughs> there is no sex or nudity in the movie, though one of the characters appears only in a loincloth and another wears a rather low cut dress during her scenes. In a loincloth, eh? Mm. That character's in it a lot as well. So can you say it again? There is no sex or nudity in the movie, though one of the characters appears only in a loincloth and another wears a rather low-cut dress during her scenes. Gladiator? No. Uh, Spartacus. It's not Roman, is it? Life of Brian. (laughs) Tarzan. No. I was thinking that, but then I thought, nah. All right, let's go. Two characters fight. They punch, kick, and bite each other. One character has his finger viciously bitten off by another character. Blood runs and oozes out. What? Oh. The only film I can think of someone gets a finger bitten off is Gremlins right now. It's not that. <laughs> Does someone get their finger bitten yeah. off? Yeah. In, in the, the first, first one. On, the first one's a lot darker than yeah, the second yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm still fixated on the loincloth. <laughs> That's not someone the first time I've said that. Bitten. Oh, God. Don't know. King Kong. No. No idea. <laughs> right. A principal character is fatally wounded by one of the principal villains. We see his bloodied mouth. However, another principal character arrives and fights the villain. He wields a mace on a chain and breaks her arm with it. She then stabs Kill him Bill? in the face while another character stabs him in the leg. Open brackets. No blood here. Close brackets. Well, it's definitely not Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no blood. 
No blood, but they're swinging a, a mace. A knight's tail? No. Blade. A mace. No. Toy Story. No. <laughs> I don't know what. Who's swinging a mace? Who's in a loincloth swinging a mace? <laughs> <laughs> what Those am I doing here? Yeah. In a loincloth <laughs> swinging a mace. <laughs> Those are not scenes that connect, although one of the clues does connect to the loincloth that you've previously had. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, that's... I have no idea what What's the saying? mad Sean Connery <coughs> one with him standing on in the long cloth? <laughs> You're so far away. Yeah. Okay. Right, okay, here we go. Yeah. Right. Got to get myself prepared for this one because this is a fucking paragraph. Oh, in one battle scene, thousands of cavalry riding humans charge a thousand strong army of orcs. The orcs fire the arrows and take ring. over. Uh, twin Towers. Return the king. There we go. I said the Twin Towers. I'm not going to read the rest of that one. It's just too long. Yeah. Right. Swinging a mace in a loincloth. What? Right. the king. So your character with the loincloth, that's Gollum. Okay. He bites Frodo's finger off. Yeah. And the character with the mace on a chain is the witch king and that's when... Oh, yeah. Eowyn stabs him in the face. Spoilers. Spoilers for the return of the king. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which hopefully you damn well have shot. I made sure for this last film that I didn't put big spoilers in because like this genuinely might be a film that someone doesn't know how it ends oh, really okay yeah because oh, the I, statue I, limitations is gone on that i think surely. the majority oh, of people will one, on, oh, yeah on this next one oh, yeah. sorry I but i can remember <laughs> having this film spoilt for me on my first day at uni by a lecturer okay i was really wow. annoyed here we go then. anyway clue one some condoms are seen in a toilet i mean if i'm getting it from that i've got problems <laughs> Ooh. american beauty trying to think of any film with an end Juno <laughs> Donnie Darko oh oh that implies something <laughs> I don't know does it <laughs> the, the way you said no has made me think oh you're close no I don't know next clue shot yeah let's yeah. go Man fires a gun into his mouth, blood spurts out of his cheek, then blood then pours oh. out of the exit wounds. At the same time, a man nearby falls to the ground. An extremely graphic exit wound of presumably a gun is visible. While bloody, the scene is rather dark. Not entirely sure that where that lasts. feels so familiar. What is that? I think I'm thinking of it, chapter two, when he gets through the, through the gob. Taxi driver? No. Um... No idea. There are a couple of explosions throughout the movie. The most intense of these scenes is when several buildings explode and collapse. It is unclear if people are inside them. Fight Club? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming together now. <laughs> the last one is the film is extremely disturbing and psychologically crazy. Yeah. Men are dehumanized <laughs> and start to worship the whole idea of an antisocial life that involves bare knuckle fighting, vandalism, and acts of terrorism. His, his name is Robert Paulson. Mm. I love that. Scene. There we go. Right. Uh, that's that's the link. battering, wasn't it? Oh, God. Yeah. What is the link? Uh, so, what we what we, what we we saying? Fight Club, Godfather, mm-hmm. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Return of the King. Oh, those are uh, all yeah. films. Um, Fight Club, Dark Knight, Return of the King. What was? Oh, what was the other one? Godfather. We had the Godfather. Godfather. Fight Club, Return of the King. Oh well, so Pulp Fiction was in there. Oh, Pulp Fiction. <sighs> That's a. Uh, they've got actors in the Irish as as a clue (laughs) I'd think less of what might be in the film that links them and more of a top level okay okay adaptations of no (laughs) oh do they have chess pieces in no it's a king there's a knight (laughs) (laughs) stop this there's a folk (laughs) there's a father Uh, they, shall I give it you? Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. They are all films within IMD's top ten rated uh, films of all oh, time. God's sake! Uh, right. <laughs> well, they're not in the IMD. <laughs> well, they are actually all in there. I think that was a battering. But we shot a let's play earlier with me and Caddy, and I battered him in that. So I say, oh, say we're even. Well, I'm eating your fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hands on my goddamn egg. Uh, let's have some feedback. I've got one here from Stephen Geller, who says, "Hello, you lovely people." Hello, Stephen. Oh. Says, hope you're all well. Are you I'm well? All right, yeah. Is everyone yeah. well? Good. 
Matt spoke last week about how much he likes games like Mario and Titanfall 2 that introduce new game elements per level and subsequently throw them away. And it reminded him of a new game he's been playing. So I thought I'd direct your attention in case you weren't aware. After throwing some more money at Apple for their new Apple Arcade service, I downloaded the game What the Golf. Mm-hmm. And it is awesome. It is awesome. Almost every section of the game completely reinvents many of the core gameplay mechanics and seamlessly switches between famous game pastiches and innovative new ways of playing golf. I do really want to play this game, but yeah. I do not have an... Actually, on the newest... On Mac, right? You can play it? Up there, I think you can play Apple yeah. Arcade, can't you? On Mac? So the yeah, idea is well, that okay. Apple are doing it across a iPad, iPad, Mac. Yeah. Not not watch. I want it on my watch. Well. <laughs> but just put it, it on the Switch. They didn't all come out at once, is it? They're gradually rolling yeah. out across devices, right? Uh, isn't what the golf coming to Switch? It yeah. Might be. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, so that's where I'll end up playing yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Anyway, it says some of his favourite sections included the perfectly executed matchup of Golf and Super Hot, appropriately named Super Putt. Yeah. <laughs> an FPS mode that has you moving your phone like an AR to sync putts and a Bop It style musical level. He's just hit 100% and couldn't recommend it enough. Whoa. If you have played it, what do you think? I really want to play it because what I've seen of it looks great. Yeah. Bill, you've played it? I've played it, but not as long as he has. I, I've played about two hours of it, I think. And yeah, it's right. It's It kind of froze off at first. But the, the only real golf stuff is. Uh, maneuvering around the sort of overworld map mm-hmm. like you're just hitting a ball around right but every single time you come in and it's really clever with writing as well like there's lots of funny jokes like every time you actually nail it it'll come up with a new slogan and mm-hmm. references all over the place like there's so many different things how are you enjoying apple arcade in general can you see yourself having a long history with this Oh, what, the thing I cancelled my subscription to? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only because I did the free trial and there was a bunch of games I did enjoy on there, but I sort of slowly stopped playing them because I'm playing Football Manager again. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, new Football Manager comes up soon, so I'm go. not going to spend a five a month for games I'm not going to touch. But if there is games out there, I think it's worth the money, like £5 for a month. And if you're a limit, not a limited amount of games, but all these games to choose from, it's pretty good value for money, to be honest. It's a month till new foot manager. I'll have to choose a new club. Yeah. I normally because I did I did Blackburn when Crew was here. I did yeah. Coventry for you, mm-hmm. Matt. Wolves. wolves is too easy. They're too <laughs> they're too good at the moment. I, yeah. I like starting someone. What are Wolves good at the moment? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the so, league, like a top 10 Premier League club well you see I, d- I basically don't know anything about football but historic- they, they, historically they were shit weren't yeah, yeah, they yeah, they, definitely. they yeah. were okay at a time they mm-hmm. last like 10 years or so they weren't as good but now they're, they're back and where they're I, very good when I used to Portuguese funded what was that Portuguese funded well well, that's scouting system. That's nice. Anyway, I can remember when um, when I used to work in a shop before I was in games. Um, it was right next door to Molyneux, right. um, so you'd be able to hear sort of like all the chants going on on a Saturday afternoon, and like loads of the lads that I worked with were super fo- into mm. football. I remember, like, if they'd lose, which was quite frequently during yeah. that era, they'd always be very miserable. And one of them accidentally, in a rage after they'd lost a match, drove his car into a lamppost. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. I, I never. I mean, it's first time in the best of times, but I never get too down about it. What, so. What's the time you got the most down about it? Uh, I mean, the Champions League final was pretty disappointing, wasn't it? But it was good to get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I remember when Coventry got knocked out of the FA Cup quarterfinal. Hmm. In fucking hell, I don't know, like 99 or something. Like that. Yeah. I remember just lay on my bed and just had a little cry for a bit. It's <laughs> very sad. Spurs today just got announced as the subject of the new All or Nothing series on Amazon that Man City did. Oh. And it's this cool. season where we're having quite the tumultuous time. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. Do it last season. I yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, have you got a small, or maybe a smaller town or club near you? Uh, Stafford Rangers. That's too small. <laughs> That's too small. <laughs> yeah, no, we need, we're talking <laughs> league. We need, we need <laughs> league one, league two. Uh, any neighbouring towns? Uh, Bath, I don't even have a I'm going no, to pick one for you. Shrewsbury. Why Shrewsbury? Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> Northampton, how about I'll accept any pitches for people. Yeah, do uh, do why Bath I should. have a football team? Yeah, yeah. They probably do. They're a rugby town, though. Yeah, they? yeah. Anyway, yeah, if anyone wants to pitch, why Rovers? There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> uh, if, any, if anyone wants to pitch it. Send it entire yeah. and on school you give feedback. Why I should be I ideally like to start someone. League one is the the hot spot, but I will accept championship and league West two. West Bromwich Albion, I don't know where wow. they are. <laughs> They're in the championship. Yeah. Yeah. League one league one is what I, is obviously Coventry's starting point. Yeah, it always feels like good. it takes me about ten years to get to the Champions League finals. So yeah. <laughs> it's a good challenge. Uh, have you got some feedback, Dale? I do, but I just realised that earlier on I put a thing on Twitter saying Ask me some questions about yeah. WWE, so I'm going to do them. So, Matt, do you want to read this while I'm prepping Sure, that? why not? There we go. Search for your phone for some tweets, yeah. and I will read this lovely little bit from Alan Franks. 
Uh, hi guys, I know Joe doesn't like to read out praise, but I just wanted to say that Fuck Jesse. Joe. <laughs> yeah, just read exactly. out praise. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to say that Jesse and Matt are such awesome additions to the brilliant team. Thank oh, you so very I much. Pass- I didn't look at it before I passed that to you. <laughs> Joe doesn't like reading them out only because he doesn't get any about him and yeah. everyone else. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there we go. And he says we should congratulate all of ourselves on creating such an inclusive, informative, and enjoyable podcast. That's what I strive for every day. There we go. You guys, you guys create a positive difference in this industry. Look at that. Ah, oh, that's lovely. Now onto my main point. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, not you. <laughs> uh, Alan was such a big fan of Time Splitters, and it always blows his mind that uh, more people aren't kicking up a big enough stink that it's not been remastered or rebooted. Every couple of months, we get updates on it being remade by fans or taken over by new developers, but years on, we're barely any closer. I was wondering, do you have any insider knowledge of when we may get a new Time Splitters? And secondly, what games are you guys massive fans of, but are often surprised at their lack of popularity or appreciation by the wider community? Hmm. Keep up the good work. Lots of love. Um, I don't know if we're going to give out insider knowledge. I, I mean, yeah. because, mainly because we don't have it. <laughs> no, no, yeah. not. Um, no one trusts us with it. Um, I mean, it but should they be... did announce it's coming back, didn't they? Yeah, so there was... Is this part of the was THQ it? Nordic it was, yeah, it was collective? Part of that whole deal. Yeah, because obviously THQ Nordic seem to be the masters at the moment yeah. of finding. Don't they own like about millions of IP. studios yeah, or something yeah. and what stupid it, like that. And it genuinely feels like what they're doing is, which I guess might be a smart move on their point, is looking at things that fans really like, but there hasn't been a yeah. game for like half a well, decade like or more. Humans, that's the one coming out soon. Yeah, and they like bought back uh, Dark Siders, didn't they? After that, had been dead mm-hmm. for like five years. Yeah. Um, so that is who currently at least owns the rights right. to yeah, it. They I think. Have time yeah, okay. And I think, do they have like one of the original like producers or game directors? That is something I don't know. Yeah, but whatever. Like that is there with the dangling sort of half yeah. promise that I we're was getting never somewhere. Big into, I played it. I never owned it. I played it a few times at friend's house, and it was fun. I was never mm. massively into it. It came at a time before I was bothered about multiplayer shooters. So I remember mm. being into it and the idea of it because it was there, at that point there was this idea that Golden Eyes on the Nintendo mm-hmm. 64. And PlayStation has no equivalent, and this was the equivalent. Yeah. And it wasn't because I, I hated the the world of those mm-hmm. games like, and the character designs. It was, a bit it wacky. was very different between one and two, wasn't it? Two seemed was to two go. Was two the one that was all the future perfect? Was no, that, that was, was that three. three? Okay. Two because I can remember getting so the very the first con my first console was an old Mega Drive which I barely used, mm. but I can remember my dad buying me a PS2 was when I really got into console gaming. And the first two games I had on it was Time Splitters and Red Faction. Yeah, I remember playing Time Splitters for like. 45 minutes and not really getting it and going straight into Red Faction and I never got that world yeah it was all a bit the characters it was a bit grey and bland and I know that it had future bits really. but like, it was just like this is the cowboy yeah. and this is, and then you enter the western theme mm. area but I do remember pretty much what Overwatch is yeah. <laughs> well yeah so I think yeah. that, and that's a piece of shit as well <laughs> whoa, 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 it's whoa, not whoa, it's not whoa, whoa, so <laughs> give me because, that egg <laughs> You keep touching my egg. Get your hands off my egg. It's in a wrapper. (laughs) Because I didn't like that original one, I never bought two, but my friend down the road bought it. And I remember playing a lot more. And that actually definitely did feel a little bit like a GoldenEye version of Mm. Overwatch to a degree. And that I remember enjoying more. But I think for me, like... I sort of like went to other people's houses to play multiplayer games. And when I wanted to play it at home, I wanted something that was a bit more single player. And obviously Time Splitters is much more focused on remember the big multi-block adapter you oh, plug I mean, in that was the reason when you you went you did multiplayer with your friends with the n64 yeah. right because it was so easier like with four ports mm-hmm. and you had to buy the fucking ugly ass multi-tap did yeah. you remember one on ps1 it looked like yeah. a boomerang yeah it's like who was designing that <laughs> didn't yeah. the one for ps2 look like a boomerang no, as well? it was like a square block that was it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but the yeah the ps1 one's hideous yeah, yeah games i like that other people i don't know i tend to i don't really have that many Obtuse opinions when obtuse opinions. Okay. <laughs> I'm on about um, unusual opinions. Yeah. I kind of have ones within like series. Like I always think the best one of a series is not what people think. Like although some people do think, I always think Snake Eater is the best Metal Gear. I think a lot of people think that, right? Yeah, I think, I th- like I think two it's, is always the one. So that, I think I one thought, is the most. Two is not considered because I like two, <laughs> yeah. but I know a lot of people yeah. don't. Uh, liked, one is considered like two and three are my favorites. Mm-hmm. One is considered like the most iconic, mm-hmm. and but I think three definitely feels like the one that's the per- most perfect blend yeah. of story, like simplicity of story as well, mm-hmm. and um, like ideas and combat and stuff. Whereas four went way too far on the story side of things, yeah. and two 
is just, I mean, yeah. they shot themselves in the foot with two by getting rid of Snake, right? Yeah. To begin with. And then it's just, oh, but you know, there is a lot to like about that game as well. And another one I think, I think Infinite is the best Bioshock. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Almost with I, you. Yeah, I love, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I love the first one. To mm. me, they're both near perfect games. I think yeah. Infinite but is definitely the more enjoyable play, like on a on a mechanical I just level. That yes. world. I just think it's more. It's, it is beautiful, and, yeah. and also I it is the story as well. Actually, so I do think the story of Infinite is great, and I know a lot of people aren't into it, but I, know, I, I, I found it, yeah. it moving as well. Like genuinely, I, I just think the first buy shop made more of an impression in the industry yeah, as a was, whole. Like it's more important. Yeah, but yeah, I. Too. But if yeah. you tell me now, would I rather play Infinite or One? I'd definitely rather play yeah. Infinite. Infinite's aged better, I think. That art style, I think, has helped it because obviously Bioshock One is just a little bit more realistic in yeah. inverted commas than infinite yeah we're almost definitely getting a new buy shot oh god point, they right? won't yeah. they won't ever leave that alone like that yeah. is too important in a franchise i think it's that's in, why when was infinite like five years 2013. ago 2013 it was yeah. just yeah. before last of us wasn't it yeah mm-hmm. so yes yeah, it's a long time obviously you know they had the studio completely like mm. abandoned doing triple a games at that point so mm. they need new people to do it but. yeah I, I think that's the thing is like actually in that what's left at 2k i'm sure they have some pretty talented people yeah i'm sure if you on the secret went round to different people and was like we've got a bioshock game we'd like you to work yeah. on you wouldn't say no to no. that i think it's just a case of they know they have to get it right you can't push those games out they yeah. have to be masterpieces I mean, it's a next gen launch game Imagine. that'd be good i mean yeah. he's very clear i know he's not working there anymore mm-hmm. old um levine. Ken, levine. ken levine but he is gonna go a whole console generation without releasing a game, oh, yeah. which is mad mm-hmm. when you think about it. Yeah, I bet what he's got is because he's, he's he's trying to do something that. special. Isn't he? The thing that he he was saying is trying he's trying to do games that like actually have replayable story that doesn't just feel like playing through the same story again. Which <laughs> sounds mad. Yeah, it? but I sort of oh. want to see him try it. Exactly, and we're still waiting for that Vita Bioshock. So mm. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> <happened>. <laughs> uh, so this tweet earlier. This is what I said. Hello friends, going to be recording the podcast soon. I'm going to talk about WWE 2K20 and Need for Speed Heat. Uh, got any questions? Might read some out. So let's do it. Go on then. We've got some questions. We'll start off with a more normal question. <laughs> uh, does the overall gameplay make up for the bad graphics? Also, what will it take for WWE and 2K to give us something new and fresh? An AEW game? So do you want a- me to answer these? Or like- <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> uh, so AEW is a rival wrestling company. Oh, so okay. I'm pretty sure they're going to be making a game, but I don't think that's going to be anytime soon because they've just started. They're a TV show literally started three weeks ago. So. Right. Mm. Uh, I think the gameplay, if you're familiar with the gameplay, it's exactly the same as last year, except for those button changes. And the graphics aren't that bad. There's a whole thing on the internet right now making out that the graphics are really bad. We're getting no Switch version this year, are we? Oh, no, no. I don't think you'll ever see a Switch version again, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, That was from Dom Richards, by the way. Uh, So let's go for something a bit weirder. (laughs) (laughs) You can answer this one, Cardi. Okay. This is from Daniel Meredith, or Meredith, because it's October. What's the best ingredients for a chicken jail phrase? <laughs> best ingredients? Yeah. Surely chicken. Chicken. <laughs> it's kind of essential. And a pot of Sharwood's jail phrase sauce. <laughs> no. Come on. You've got to make it yourself. Uh, I've never made a jail phrase from scratch. I'm guessing you need onions, tomatoes, uh, a lot of different spices. Uh, probably some garam masala in there. Mm, um, that's a good answer. Then you want to make some nice pilau rice. There you go. Yeah, lovely. Uh, I'll just answer this one quickly. It's from Lawrence Jenkins. He says, big head mode, question mark. Lawrence, yes, big head mode is in there. There you go. Bash Good. that one out. <laughs> every, game, every game should have big head mode. Uh, what have we got here? Apart from C. This is from, from Mark. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Zepeda? Zepeda? In Need for Speed, do the cars go vroom vroom or hum like electric cars? Very important. I'm guessing they're vroomers. They're very much rum rummers. Yes, it's Need for Speed Underground esque, where there's lots of big exhausts. I want Need for Speed Brum, where you play Brum from Brum, <laughs> the little car. Did you a creep? I only made the connection about two years ago that like Brum is not just called Brum because that's the sound he makes, but from because yeah. it's from Birmingham. Oh <laughs> mate, you're, you're living a lie. Well, the thing you're is, fairly close to there. I know, well. but the thing is, is you know the the little um, shop that he lives in that's the start. Mm. That's in the fucking Cotswolds. Oh wow, it's a lie. It's not in Birmingham. <laughs> Uh, just want to quickly read this one from avid listener called Zachary Ryan, I believe. Some, Who's he? Some weirdo on the internet. He says, uh, "Yes, can you please talk about different games?" No, oh, Zach. Well, talk about fucking Zelda. Did you listen to MVC? <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's good. Sorry, Zach. They sometimes I... have good people on it. 
sometimes. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and this is this will be the last one, boys, and we can all answer this, right? It's from Charlie Haas, and he says, if you had one piece of tissue paper and had to wipe up <laughs> your own snot, cum, shit, oh. and blood, <laughs> what order would you do it in? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're a disgrace. <laughs> I didn't write Look, it. Right. <laughs> Where of the... Right. I know okay. this podcast <laughs> is... A, I know this podcast is rated explicit on the tick boxes, yeah, yeah. but fuck me. What's, what, what's fine? I mean, I, fine. we say shit like, all the time. The, <laughs> crucial question. Where's the blood coming from? Hmm. It doesn't say... He says, your own snot, cum, shit, and blood. <laughs> but also, there's, <laughs> there's no commas between them, so it's, it's your own snot, cum, shit, and blood. So that means <laughs> they've all come oh. together, which means I don't have to figure I out where I'm starting, do I? I did this after I put... <laughs> this is the last time you're tweeting anything. It's just, just a bit of fun, mate. Just a bit of fun. Um, what do you mean, what order? <laughs> Should we pass definitely, on that one? <laughs> definitely snot first, because I don't want anywhere, any other stuff near my nose. Oh, no, I don't know, mate. Wait, where, we... where's your snot going after that? I don't care as long as nothing's <laughs> going on my face. That's true. Well, blood. You could handle blood on your face, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? This, we should probably leave this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. It's probably a laugh. I'd be happy with yourself. Yeah. It's not me. I didn't write it. Stop looking at me. You're a, I, I used to like you. <laughs> I think you uh, need to change your filters on your notifications, yeah, mate. That one was held under was additional it? content. <laughs> um, we're going to play out with a little bit of funky music from Disco Elysium. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.